Sunday, August 29th, 2021, the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. The Gospel passage for today deals with the teachings of Jesus on hypocrisy and traditions. Some Pharisees had come from Jerusalem, traveling over 100 kilometers just to check the orthodoxy of this new teacher. They were eager to evaluate if the new teacher was fit to the Jerusalem standards. They see the disciples eating without washing their hands. They question Jesus for not teaching the disciples the rituals of purification. The concern here is not the danger of eating with unwashed hands, but, rather, not fulfilling the rituals of purity. Highlighting the flaws in their logic and thoughts, Jesus asks them, what is the point of keeping your outside clean when your inside is dirty? Jesus was showing the people of Jerusalem the hypocrisy of their standards. As soon as the Jerusalem supervisors left the place, Jesus does perform a cleansing act. He tells the people, it is not what is going into the mouth that defiles man, but what comes out of him. We have a taboo in touching anything that comes out of the body. But there is a metaphoric importance in what Jesus says. It is about keeping our words and our thoughts pure and holy. If the thoughts are not holy, there is little use with sweet words. There is no point in sanitizing your hands if your masks are already contaminated with the virus. Wear clean masks! The essence of the discussion is the holiness of the self. Sometimes, our external practices can feign holiness that our insides do not hold. The Lord is asking us to grow in holiness on the inside so as to match the rituals of holiness that we make on the outside. The Lord is also addressing the problem of hypocrisy as a whole, not just about cleanliness alone. Hypocrisy is about the dichotomy between one's inner disposition and external expression. Some people make a mistake in identifying hypocrisy. It is not hypocrisy when people try to save face in the middle of an embarrassing situation. To hide an embarrassment of poverty, for example, if someone avoids a formal banquet faking an illness. This is not hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is when the evil one desires inside is camouflaged by an innocent external display. That is how Jesus explains the custom of Korban. When the children do not want to take care of their parents, they make an offering to the temple and escape the responsibility of caring for their elderly. It is an attempt even to deceive God, imagining that God will be pleased with their offerings. When such practices of hypocrisy are made into customary law, it shows how misguided the society is as a whole. Jesus radically challenges the concept of traditions. If people have to suffer injustice to fulfill traditions, such traditions should be abolished. Mahatma Gandhi, the father of India, was beginning the Salt March, calling for civil disobedience against the British who taxed Indians for making salt by their, conventual, by their conventional means. Annie Besant, 
one of his close friends, advised him not to disobey the law. A fight for independence should be pursued within the constraints of the law, she said. Gandhi's clarity on the matter is still an example for many. He tells her, one's obligation to obey the law ends when the statutes begin to be unjust. What is tradition? For Christians, it is the record of how people live the values of the gospel in their own particular time and circumstance. When the gospel values interact with the particular social, political, and religious circumstances of the time, a way of living and worshiping emerges. It is organic and dynamic. Tradition is not about practicing fossilized rituals that do not have any relevance today. We are living a tradition as well. According to the situations of our societies, we make our own interpretations of living and worshiping. For example, we have started the precedent of celebrating Mass and the sacraments in the context of a contagious disease. Some traditions are outright meaningless. It was Tony DeMello, an inspiring Jesuit preacher, who narrated the story of a monastery. During the regular evening offerings in the temple, his cat walked around and disturbed the rituals. He asked his young disciples to tie the cat before the rituals began. Well, the disciples did this, but did not know the reason. The master died, and the disciples kept tying the cat before the rituals. Then the cat died too. So the disciples bought a new cat and secured it to the sanctuary pillar before the rituals began. One needs to know first the meaning of the tradition. But knowing the meaning of some tradition is not, in itself, a reason to continue them. They need to be relevant to us. Some people have fancies for old traditions. That fancy is like the attraction people have for Shakespearean plays. The actors wear costumes of an age that we cannot connect with and do movements that have no relevance today. It has an artistic value of arousing curiosity, but it does not represent the present culture or the psychological dispositions of the people of our time. Jesus takes strong exceptions on considering the older practices as immutable traditions. Therefore, thinking the present generations do not have anything to add to the traditions of faith is grossly misrepresenting our faith. One of the traditions that came to debate recently is the Tridentine Mass. Pope Benedict had permitted clergy to say this Mass as a special form at the request of some people who had a special liking for that ritual. Later, however, it got abused as a regular form of the Mass in some places and began to reverse the changes made by Vatican II. Pope Francis revoked this Mass and entrusted the bishops to give permission to celebrate these Masses only in exceptional cases. When liturgy uses language and symbols that do not represent the current ethos of the culture, these rituals become like a drama, raising some curiosity without building a dynamic, praying community.